story today, isn't it? And it reminds me of the reality in all of our lives that our lives are really made up of moments. Um, of course, when we think back on the history of our life, we might think of it in terms of certain pictures and memories and even generalizations over a period of years. But the truth is, our life is really made up of moments. And we see this today in the gospel story about Jesus, uh, the disciples, and in particular, Peter. As Jesus was walking on the water and he spoke to the disciples in the midst of the mighty wind, peace, it's me, don't be afraid. Um, for some reason that we won't know till we get to heaven and we ask him, Peter said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. For some reason, Peter um, was just moved in that moment to say that. And um, the Lord, of course, said, come. <laughs> and, uh, he was the second person to walk on water in the history of the world. Um, and it's interesting in this story, I can only imagine along with you the excitement, um, the joy, the almost, I'm pinching myself, unbelievable, uh, I can't believe this is happening kind of a moment, right? And then as it says in the scriptures, Peter noticed the wind, and it must have been a really strong wind on the seas that day. He became frightened, and he began to sink, and he asked the Lord to help him. And it's interesting, the Lord came to him, why did you doubt, oh, you have a little faith? I mean, I thought, geez, he's about halfway out in the water, that's pretty good. <laughs> but you know, um, I'm thinking Jesus' mind was in another place. He was waiting for Peter to come to him, and they probably would have walked the rest of the way across the Sea of Galilee. Um, but again, in this story, we see moments in Peter's life, moments of incredible faith, being able to step out of a boat, his boat. Uh, he was a fisherman, so that was something very strange for a fisherman to do, let alone a sailor. You never step out of your boat unless you're planning to go for a swim. And, um, and then he walks on water. And then he also, in a few moments later, uh, becomes afraid and he sinks. And so again, this is a wonderful story that illustrates for you and me the reality that our lives are made up of moments. There are moments that are great and stupendous and that we rejoice in. They're really great things, really great successes, really great memories. And then there are other moments that we like to forget that are a struggle for us. But all of those moments make up who we are and make up our life as well. The reason why I share that with you is I want to share a brief excerpt from a book that actually Natalie Marcelli gave me a while ago called The Biggest Lie in the History of Christianity by a Matthew Kelly. And he shares the following thoughts, which I thought uh, really are, are timely for us. He shares, holy moments are possible. Holiness is possible. This is a beautiful truth, and truth animates us. This is also the very will of God in 1 Thessalonians we read, this is the will of God that you be holy. Um, and so it says, don't let yourself be neutralized by the biggest lie in the history of Christianity. Reject that lie every day and embrace every holy moment that comes your way. So one of the things that Matthew Kelly shares in this book is the reality that one of the biggest lies in Christianity or the biggest lie is that we cannot be holy. I reflected with you last week about the power of love and talked about the love bomb and the love of Christ for us and our love for the Lord. And as a natural progression for, from that love that we have for the Lord and that he has for us, there's going to be a change in our life, and that is uh, that we'll become more holy. And holy is simply this, being someone that's set apart to God. It means you're special. 
It doesn't mean you're better than anybody else, but it does mean you're special. It means that you're holy to him and that he looks at your life differently than someone else who isn't following him and isn't holy to him. It means being set apart. And, and this whole idea of holiness, I know, is something that people have struggled with, uh, myself included. You know, when we look at the word holiness, it's kind of a big word. Um, as we try to walk in it, we have, I think, more experiences of failure in it rather than success. And then we end up giving up on it. We end up saying to ourselves, well, you know what? I'm just a sinner. The Lord died on, my cross, on the cross for my sins. I'm grateful for that. And that's all I'm going to be. But rather, the invitation, I think, from Scripture and from Matthew Kelly is to begin to turn that around and begin to realize that we can live in holy moments with God. And when we're not, ask for forgiveness and move back in to holy moments. So he shares the idea that holy moments come in all shapes and sizes, but the great majority of them are small and anonymous. So again, this is very good for our ego. Our ego would like a big holy moment that everybody would recognize, a great miracle, and uh, you know them exclaiming about how the Lord is moving through us. And you might have some of those moments, and that's awesome. But uh, a lot of holy moments in our lives can come or will come when nobody else is around, when nobody else is looking except the Lord, who is probably the most important audience of all. So what are some holy moments? Begin each day with a short prayer of gratitude, thanking God for giving you another day of life. That's a holy moment. Go out of your way to do something for your spouse or somebody that you love that you'd rather not do as an intentional act of love. That's a holy moment. Offer the least enjoyable task of your day to God as a prayer for someone who is suffering. That's a holy moment. Control your temper, even if you're fully justified in losing it. <laughs> That's a holy moment. Before making a decision, ask, what will help me become a better version of myself? That's a holy moment. Encourage someone, coach someone, praise someone, affirm someone. These are all holy moments. Be patient with that person who drives you crazy or is going slow in the fast lane. That's a holy moment. Yes, that's very applicable, isn't it? Do someone else's chores. Ooh, that's a big holy moment. Teach someone how to pray. That's a holy moment. Give someone a life-changing book. That's a holy moment. Ask God to lead and guide you. That's a holy moment. Tell someone your faith story. That's a holy moment. Stay calm in the midst of a crisis. That is really a holy moment. Choose the best version of yourself even when you don't feel like it. That's a holy moment. Make a healthy eating choice. That's a holy moment. Recycle. That's a holy moment. Get honest with yourself about your self-destructive habits. That's a holy moment. Tell God you trust he has a great plan for you and your life. That's a holy moment. Give whoever is in front of you your full attention. That's a holy moment. You get the idea. Um, and even in that, I was, I was reading a number of them. You probably were wondering, Father Joe, when are you going to be done? <laughs> you know, but, but that's the idea. There are so many different 
holy moments that can happen in your life and my life as well. And so one of the things maybe we can begin to do as we're walking, learning to walk in love of our Lord and one another is also begin to break down this idea of what it looks like for you and me to be holy. Again, we think about the lives of the saints, like St. Francis or St. Mary or others. I mean, what incredible lives of holiness. And again, let's just be honest. When you look at a saint, you're usually maybe going to them to pray for something in particular that you might need, but you never in your own mind kind of think, oh, I can live a holy life like that. But again, you can break it down into holy moments. Break it down into holy moments. And as you and I begin to do that, I think that can begin to transform our life and the way that we live it. And again, as I've, I, as I've begun to apply this in my own life, what I find happening in my life as I've begun to apply this is I'm uh, more grateful for the holy moments. Um, I don't know about you, but a lot of times, uh, if I'm looking at a white sheet and there's a little black spot on it, I focus on the black spot. You know, where's the spray and wash? Let's get that baby in the wash and let's get that black spot out, right? And that's what you and I do in our lives. We focus on the black spot. We focus on what's wrong. We focus in on the sin. And that's exactly what Satan wants us to do because he wants to discourage us. He wants to defeat us. He wants, to focus in on, he wants us to focus in on what's bad about us. Meanwhile, there's this huge white sheet. There's a lot of wonderful, good, and holy things that all of you are doing that you're not even thinking about because you take them for granted. And so again, what I want to encourage you to think about is a holy moment. And after each holy moment, just say, thank you, Lord, I had a holy moment. <laughs> I had a holy moment. Thank you. And those holy moments can add up through the day, and they will. And what you find happening in your life is you begin to praise and give thanks to God for all of the good things that are happening in your life. And that is a much, I think that's a much more honest appraisal of what God is about in your life and my life as well. So what are some holy areas that you and I can keep in mind about this whole idea of holy moments? Well, one are relationships. Married or single, relationships are central to people's lives. Life is relationships. And most people want their primary relationships to improve, but they don't know how to make it happen. So again, one of the invitations in our relationship is look for holy moments. Just a moment. Give in to that urge that you'll have later on today or tomorrow to just do some act of kindness and you might even say to yourself before you do it, well, I don't do that. That's not me. Exactly. That's the Holy Spirit moving in your heart right now. That's the spirit of love moving on you and saying, yeah, why don't you go ahead and do that? Why don't you shock the other person over there and do that and, and love on them and walk in a holy moment? Um, maybe it's an area of forgiveness or, or mercy for someone. Maybe the holy moment in the relationship is to surrender the relationship to the Lord, even your own relationship with him and being open to what that might bring. So relationships are one of these areas that we can focus in on holy moments. A family, parents want to know how to be better. They have so many deeply personal questions about parenting and few places to turn with them. No family is like the Christmas card picture. 
How true is that? You know, these, a lot of people have this idealized view of what, what their family's supposed to be or what the family is. It's like their idealized view of the church. You know, I can't tell you how many people have told me they don't go to church because there's just, it's not perfect enough is what they're basically saying. You know, there's too many hypocrites there. Well, let me just tell you something. If any one of us, including myself, went to the perfect church, as soon as we walked in, game over. It's not perfect. And that's true for every human being on the planet. The idea is, again, as we come together to worship the Lord, uh, we're called to be holy, but we're also called, we're human, we commit sin, and this is a place of mercy and forgiveness. So again, this idea of family is important. And again, if you're a grandparent, family is even more important. Having a place in the lives of your children still matters. Again, they will always be our parents, right? Always. Never changes. They will always be mom or dad. Grandma or grandpa, whether they're here or not, they will always be that because that's who they are. And the same for you and me as well if we have those kind of relationships. We can have holy moments in those situations. And, and let me just share with you a thought. It may be a holy moment or moments that you need to turn your family around. Be the change that needs to happen in your family. Be that change. Another area is health. Everyone knows somebody with serious health issues. You'd be amazed how many people are taking care of an elderly parent or a special needs sibling or child on top of all their other responsibilities. You have the person who wants to scream to an indifferent world. And so the reality is, in, in the area of health, especially in the community of Naples, right? In your retirement, one of the, I can tell you this because I know all of you, <laughs> I won't mention any names, but a lot of what you do in your spare time is you're going to doctor's appointments. <laughs> Thank God for the spare time you have because you got you to make that doctor's appointment or you got that procedure to do. You got doctor's appointments and procedures, you weren't even, they weren't even on your radar screen and they're coming, right? And that's, and that's part of living in this place and in this time. And you had the coronavirus and all this other stuff going on and it's like dizzying. It's dizzying. It, just drive, it can drive you crazy. And so again, as, as we think about the whole idea of a holy moment in terms of our health, what does that look like for you in this moment? What does that holiness in your life for a moment look like in terms of your area of health? Another area of, that we could focus on would be the area of work or what you do in your retirement in your spare time. Again, uh, in your life right now in terms of your work or the activities that you're involved in your retirement, what kind of holy moments can you begin to engage in? Are there some things that you're doing in your retirement that definitely will not lead you to holy moments? In fact, they're leading you in the opposite direction. Maybe you should stop doing that. Maybe you should move in another direction. What are some things that you are doing that are adding to your life and the life of people around you that are holy moments? You know, it could be as simple as in your work and your retirement when you're leaving, just say, you know what, God bless you. It was great to be with you today. It could be as simple as that. Simple as that and powerfully touch people. 
Another area uh, that we could look at is the area of money. We use money every single day of our lives. How do I discern if I should or shouldn't buy something? How do I resist the peer and cultural pressure to adopt a lifestyle that won't help me or my family become the best version of ourselves? What's the best way to save money? How should I save? Again, so many different questions. And how do we invite a holy moment into that? Well, let me just suggest that I believe all that we have is a gift from God. And maybe one of the ways we can begin to walk in a holy moment in the area of our stewardship of finances and the material things that we have is ask the Lord, Lord, how would you have me use the financial blessings you've given me in my life? And then be open to how the Lord speaks to your heart in terms of what you give, in terms of what you buy, in terms of how you live your life. The area of addiction. These are areas where there's hardly a family on the planet now that has not been impacted in some way by this grim, grim reaper. People at church every Sunday think about their own addictions, which they feel completely helpless about and are de desperately afraid other people will find out about. And we're all addicted to something. Drugs, alcohol, foods, other people's attention, pornography, shopping, vanity. You, we can just add to the list. But you know yours, and I know mine. And so again, as we, as we look at this idea of holy moment, how do we handle that area of addiction? Again, I think one of the most important things, if we're struggling in an area, most important thing we do first off is, is just be honest. Just be honest. You, you don't have to tell anybody else, but at least be honest about what you're struggling with. And then invite the Lord in and the Holy Spirit in to begin to shine light in that area and bring healing to you. Maybe that means a 12-step group. Maybe that get, means getting into counseling with somebody. Maybe it means writing some things down on a piece of paper for yourself and really getting honest with yourself about what you're doing. And then maybe the holy moment for you comes when that temptation comes again, and it will. As I've shared with you before, wait. Don't immediately do it. Wait for about 30 seconds It'll seem like 30 hours. Wait and just say, Lord, give me grace to overcome this. Give me grace to follow you. Give me grace to make this a holy moment and see what the Lord will do. Finally, God, spirituality, and the church. Whether people go to church or not, these things are on the minds of everyone to varying degrees. I think a big word today in our culture rather than religion is spirituality. And so again, how do we begin to move that in an area where that's a holy moment. Um, you know, one of the things my tennis coach used to always uh, get on the whole team about is that sometimes when we were practicing, he said, you know what, I can tell you're just going through the motions. So then he'd have us run a mile or two, <laughs> get, try to get our attention, get back on the courts, so we'd be more attentive and really involved in what we're doing. And you know, a lot of times in our Christian faith and life, we're just going through the motions. We're mindlessly saying the prayers, we're mindlessly here in this place. We're mindlessly going about our life, whereas the invitation is that it would truly be a holy moment, that it would be a moment where you have a, an experience with God that changes your life forever. I don't know about you, but I want a moment like that each and every day of my life. Each and every day, I want that kind of experience. And I believe God wants the same for you as well. So in closing, be encouraged today. Maybe you thought holiness 
was completely out of your reach, I want to be an encouragement to you that holy moments are not. Amen.